0: hey y'all it's cody stoffer here with the playmakers corner podcast
1: and i'm the other co-host simon Voyanos, aka coach v
0: and you already know what it is it's top five seniors by position in the state of colorado evaluations and rankings here and for this we are doing cornerbacks this week and let's go over how we do this and so We have 10 categories scored on a scale of one to 10, one to three being weak and ineffective and a con to their play, four to six being average, you know, it's something that they can do, but you know, there are days where it can be off and then seven to eight is kind of that two to three star range. You know, it's good and it's acceptable on the next level, but maybe not exceptional And then once you get into the eights, into the nines, uh, to the high eights, I should say, that's that three-star, borderline four-star. This is, you know, a skill that will hold up, you know, across other prospects in the country, arguably, and so that is a strength of their game, a bona fide strength of their game, and then nine and above is, they are one of the best at what they do when it comes to that skill. So that's kind of the rundown there of how that one through 10 kind of works and then once we look at categories here for the cornerback position we look at hip mobility speed verticality strength slash tackling footwork anticipation ball skills with a z man to man zone coverage and leverage here and so we take a look at all of those We add those all up for our cumulative score that will give us a grade out of 100. And then we average that out between Coach V and myself, our two scores. And that gives us our top five senior rankings here. And in this cornerback class, there was a handful of good options. And we feel pretty good about this top five. Honestly, I feel like it really there's no like push on the end here that was hard to like leave someone out i would say uh is that unwarranted there coach v is that is, i'm not throwing shade am i
1: they can view it how they want it's our top five list and i feel pretty good about it so let's <laughs> let's do it um i think you already mentioned this but i'm just going to say one more time you also evaluated some top corners or looked at some top corners including the best one In the country, Ellis Robinson, the fourth, I believe, from IMG Academy. He's a Georgia commit, and he rated out at an 89.5. So there you go. That's kind of our baseline when evaluating these guys. So, uh, yeah.
0: For sure. And so, without further ado, Coach V, do you want me to introduce this number five cornerback here?
1: Yeah, go for it.
0: Perfect. So... The number five cornerback in the state of Colorado in the class of 2024 is going to be Mason Labrie, the six foot two, 180 pound cornerback out of Golden High School here, who was definitely a key part of this demon defense that really terrorized opponents here. And so with that being said, I'm going to talk about some of his highest grades here. His two highest grades here and the ones that scored an eight or above for me were his hip mobility and footwork. I thought that he changed direction pretty well, all things considered here, and that, you know, overall, he could flip those hips and keep up with guys, whether that was in man or whether he was switching to different parts of the field and zone. It was something that I don't think was necessarily a struggle for him, and he didn't really show any rigidity in. But I think that the interesting thing about Mason here is that all of his scores are kind of in the same range honestly so he has a 7.9 in verticality you know it's fine it's nothing to write home about he can get up there and tip a pass but you know i don't i wouldn't say it's like a strength of his and then as far as ball skills go i think that they're pretty good he definitely showed growth over the course of the season and being able to break on the ball and make a play whether that was breaking up or making some more interceptions down the stretch of the season where it really mattered to get one of those nice seeds heading into the playoffs and whatnot. And then his man-to-man is also at a 7.9. I think that he does a great job of sticking to people here. I don't think that between his man-to-man and leverage, both being at a 7.9, that he gives people fits necessarily, but he's not going to give you much room to breathe either. And I think that that's fine and dandy here. And so I think when looking at Mason Labrie, honestly, as a package, he's a solid cornerback. I think that that's the best way to go about it. I wouldn't necessarily say he's, you know, like the most playmaking of cornerbacks, honestly. But if you have a guy who can go out there and cover, he covers in the slot as well and covers outside. So the routes that he faced were of variety. He did face some, you know, like head shakes and head nods and didn't really bite on that. So I would say that overall, he's very solid here. Um, And I'm just going to talk about my one, I guess, issue with Mason here and his lowest grade was his anticipation was a 7.4. I just thought that sometimes he was being more reactive than proactive and didn't show a ton of foresight in play recognition. So I think that his anticipation takes a small hit. Once again, at a 7.4, I think that it's serviceable, and I think that he does show flashes of anticipation, but I think that the difference between 7s and 8s for me is really the consistency of which you display something, and how often you do it at that good level. So that's the one thing, is I would just say his anticipation is a little inconsistent, but, you know, I think that he plays very, very well in the run game here, and, you know, That's where his strength slash tackling is going to be at a 7.9. He doesn't always tackle perfectly, but I think that he does just fine. And he has a hammer as well. He's one of the highest rated strength slash tackler guys because he can really lay someone out, honestly. And so when you add up all my scores, that puts you at a 78.4 for Mason here. Coach V, I know that I kind of just ran away with almost everything, on this first prospect here, but what is your evaluation of Mason here?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, just keeping it plain and simple here, he's 6'2", 180, and I think he uses his frame pretty well here. Whenever I'm looking at taller corners who are like 6' foot plus, I'm really looking and trying to see if they could bully those outside receivers especially towards the sidelines and boundaries there you know kind of push them out of bounds win those leverage matchups and he does you know like you said nothing crazy or special but he does the basics that should be expected out of someone at that height and frame and so that's why I gave him an 8.3 for man-to-man and 8.2 in leverage um also Part of the reason why his man-to-man coverage is up there is because I did like what I see when he was put in the slot. And, you know, he showed quick feet and a good balance and base there. And so I feel pretty okay about putting him there. Obviously not his strength, but I feel good about it. So there's that. And then like you said, a lot of grades are pretty much the same. 8.1 hit mobility, 8.1 speed, verticality, 8.2 uh, 8.1 anticipation I think there were times where he anticipated it well um, like the ball and whatnot and the throw but it was a little inconsistent I still think it's fine though because he's still in position in man-to-man and uh, you know leverage so I'm, I'm not I'm not minding that too much it's not like he was just way out of position there and then gave him a 7.84 ball skills I think a little bit above average is kind of just where he's at uh, but altogether, I mean he's 6'2 180 Like I said plays the boundaries well he's gonna bully guys near those boundaries and a little bit in the red zone end zone as well which I think really carves out a spot for him on the next level if you could do it on this level then i think you could definitely do it on the next level at least the very basics which is uh good you know it's not every day you find a 6-2 corner that could move as well as he can as solidly as he can and do their job correctly with their frame and for certain looks so that's what i like about his game uh gave him an overall grade of a 79.2 now cody What's his outlook moving forward? And by the way, we're recording this on December 22nd, 2023, in case anybody is wondering. But, you know, what's his outlook moving forward here? And what's the college interest uh, looking like for him?
0: Yeah, so taking a look through his offers, I could find that I don't know if he got offered, but he definitely had interest from Western and then Mines as well as Black Hills State University. I think that this is the correct level. I think that he's a D2 player. And he's somebody that, honestly, I would like to, you know, redshirt if possible. And, you know, at Mines, that's almost like a guarantee. And they've built a really strong program doing exactly that. And I think that he's somebody who, even as like a sophomore, could rotate in and see looks. Because, I mean, you could never have enough cornerback depth on any level, honestly. And Mason... The thing is is that i mean you can coach him up and there are some things that he can obviously improve on but i also think that you know he shows the maturity and discipline that you really want from a safe bet at corner and i think that that's kind of the difference between like a d1 corner and anything else is kind of like the confidence tenacity and aggression to be a d1 corner Um, is kind of just on a different level. And that's the thing that I think Mason maybe doesn't have is that level of aggressiveness, but he does have that level of safety, trust, and security for him to do his job and take care of business. And I mean, we're talking a very high, we're talking the second highest level D2, arguably in the entire country following the past two years and a program that is very successful at mines. And I mean, Apparently, he's a genius as well, Um, getting a 4.0 this past semester here. And weighted-wise, you know, he's got some things going for him. So And he's from Golden, Colorado, so, you know, that's an opportunity to stay close to home and start competing for some national uh, title hopes as well. Coach V, I think that this is right up his alley as far as, you know, Black Hill State, Mines, Western... I think that D2 is the route for him, and I think that he could be successful as well. I don't know if he would ever be like an all-conference or all-league kind of guy in the RMAC or anything like that, but I think that he's an eventual starter for sure.
1: Yeah, he's a D2 quarter, and it's fine. I mean, 6'2", 180. You kind of mentioned his tenacity. If he had that with his frame, I think that would be... A very different story but you know it is what it is i think he's a good reliable player that you could have out there that you could trust out there and you know for a mines or any d2 out there he kind of gives you a different look at corner if you have quicker you know maybe even shorter corners he could give you something a little bit bigger in the end zone that could cause some more fits and potentially fit a game plan so there you go there i don't know if he will ever be like a starter like that I could definitely see him as a rotational guy who can get into those situations and throw offenses different looks, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, for sure. No, I agree. But, sweet. I don't have too much else to add on to this fifth guy if you want to transition us here.
1: Now, let's keep it going. So, the number four corner in the class of 2024 in Colorado. Is Regis Jesuits Lawson Douglas here the 6'2 180 pound basically the same frame as Mason Labrie here corner for them Uh, got to watch him the last two years uh, once against Cherry Creek uh, and Ishmael CC in that group and then the other one I think it was only on stream against Valor. In that playoff game last year as well but got to watch him plenty he's a solid corner for them has held it down for them for a really long time it feels but let me go ahead and get into the grades here so gave him an 8.4 in leverage 8.3 in ball skills 8.3 in verticality if there's one thing about lawson douglas that you really like it's that he does bully those receivers near the boundaries and if it's 101 he's gonna go up and get the ball he's someone who's who uses his frame really well to just body somebody and, you know, win those jump balls there. That's what I really like about his game. He's a pretty strong and physical corner, it feels, out there. He's a good presence to have out there in that secondary, at least when going up against receivers. And so that's something I really like about him over there, um, over at corner. So there you go there. And, yeah, I mean, I might as well go over some of the other grades here while I'm at it. Gave him 8 for zone coverage, man, in anticipation. I think it's about average, you know, about a 3-star, low 2-star type level here. It's pretty serviceable. He doesn't ever look like super lost. But, you know, there are times where I kind of wish he forces a little bit more action and doesn't play as safe there. So, I, I will say that You know, kind of like Mason Labrie in some ways, but, you know, a little bit more polished in my honest opinion. And then I might as well go into some of the areas of improvements before I pass it to you, Cody. But David seven for strength slash tackling, pretty much all the corners have that. I kind of feel like he could be a better tackler. I wish he was a harder hitter out there, but he's just not. So it is what it is there. And then footwork is a little low at 7.5. I kind of feel like, well, not kind of, I definitely feel like his feet could get jumbled at times and is not as fast as I'd like them uh, to be. I feel like when he goes up against maybe shiftier receivers, there's just a lot more issues there. You know, he's kind of, he's struggling to kind of get his uh, feet around. And that also reflects his hip mobility, which I gave him uh, 7.6, which is the lowest out of anybody on here. And it's just tough. I mean, he just, He looks a little stiff out there at times. And so I wouldn't necessarily trust him putting him in the slot. But outside wise where we could play that leverage game. You know I feel a lot better about that. And even better if we could put him in just a zone. And not have to worry about him going straight up man to man. I would feel good about that as well. And so those are just some of the limits. When it comes to his agility slash footwork there. But like I said 6'2", 180 uses his frame pretty well there uh to cause turnovers and to you know shut down parts of the field which you obviously love but definitely some things to work on there Cody what do you think about what I had to say about Lawson Douglas here and you know what's your evaluation of him
0: yeah so I mean you could kind of see the difference in how we look at prospects just a little bit or how we interpret the game which I think is what makes this process so balanced but you know, I'll start with some of the areas of improvement. I absolutely agree. His hip mobility is not great. I have it graded at a 7.8. I mean, he can move, but it's really not seamless or smooth. And yeah, I just think that he misses out on some opportunities by those hips not being super open. And yeah, I also think that, you know, He is a terrible tackler, honestly. He tackles so high, like, all the time. And, you know, he's, like, kind of strong in coverage and as far as being able to bump some receivers, but it's not enough to overcome the glaring weakness of the tackling technique issues. So I have that at a 7.3, which is his lowest. And then something that I thought was kind of interesting is while I think he does a pretty good job of using his body and forcing receivers to kind of run around. There are also times where he's making plays on the ball from not the best position. And I think that his wingspan is probably just a little bit longer than he is tall because he's able to make some plays from behind. And so that's great. But I think that that kind of lack of, you know, like leverage when the ball's in the air I mean, that's why his ball skills are at an 8.1, because he can get his hands up in there, but I think that against some next-level talent, that could become a serious problem, not consistently getting good position and keeping that receiver where you want it to be at all times. So his leverage kind of took a dock there on my end at that 7.5 here, but some things that he does well, I mean, I think that he's pretty quick, honestly, you know, I, I know that that wasn't the highest for you, but i could see especially on that pick six against legend and anytime that he does jump those kind of screen passes he's way off the line too he's not like in press when he's making those plays and so i was pretty taken aback by how quickly he could break on the ball kind of see his anticipation in that regard too so his speed at 8.6 his anticipation at 8.2 and i think that he just you know really can make plays i think that he has just that extra edge of aggressiveness and that confidence and that speed that can make a difference here and allow him to make some more plays that maybe not everyone can make on the field and then man to man wise i also agree with you it's one of his strengths i have it rated at an 8.2 i think that he's very sticky i think that he's hard to get away from um it's just when you do get away from him he does not always regain that position the best so looking at all of those and then accounting for his verticality at an eight just because i mean he is tall he is long he can get up there he's just not making like high pointer picks to warrant anything above an eight i think that his footwork is fine at an eight i think that his base is really inconsistent so i can see that but i do think that at its best it is solid and then you know his zone coverage is at 8.1 I think that he covers a lot of field pretty well. I think that he's pretty smart football guy here. So passing off those things that go, those routes that go out of his zone, I think that he does a fine job at that. And at the end of the day, I have him graded at an overall grade of a 79.8. And then when you mirror that with your grade of a 78.9, that gives us a 79.35. Coach V, you mind if I kind of talk about his outlook here?
1: Yeah, go for it
0: yeah so lawson here is actually one of the two players on this entire list as of right now like coach v said december 22nd 2023 that is committed here he is committed to play at penn so in the ivy league we got more brains here on this list and yeah i think that he's definitely somebody who needs to sit for some time He did get some looks. It kind of looks like, you know, Air Force was taking a look. It looks like Unco was taking a look for a minute. CSU Pueblo. Uh, I want to say that it's like Colgate, I want to say, is another one of those graphics that I'm seeing here. So, you know, Lawson here, I think that he's solid. I think that there's a ton of upside, though, that is untapped at this moment. I think that that's the big thing with Lawson is he's just like a little bit raw in some regards but i mean four or five listed 40 yard dash i think that he has good speed but i think that you need to open him up a little bit here get some yoga classes going uh or yoga just during off hours i guess or not off hours when you go to college but you know what i mean i think that there's just some things that you can do that can honestly drastically improve him and i think that you just kind of got to get under him and kind of light a fire under his tush here to maximize loss in here and I think that a year off of the field would help substantially for that
1: yeah I open up the hips you know open up the hips do yoga get more mobile there I think you could unlock a lot of potential like you said and it's it sounds like a pretty easy solve (laughs) You know, but it does take a lot of work. But I think if he can work on that for the year, you know, continue to learn the game as well during his redshirt season, I think he could definitely see the field a little bit sooner than later. Um, But obviously, no rush, you know. I mean, they'll use him in situational packages if he fits. And I think he should feel good about that, being at 6'2", 180, having solid speed, right? So... There you go there, but uh, yeah, definitely a lot of potential, um, a very glaring thing that he needs to work on, obviously, with the hips and acceleration and all that, but that is definitely fixable. It's a lot fixable than people think, I feel.
0: Yeah, no, I agree for sure. It It's very glaring, but I think that Lawson, looking at the Ivy League and whatnot, I think that he is somebody who can be a big-time playmaker get some pick sixes for this squad and be a big time contributor
1: down the road. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. Cody, do you want to go ahead and talk about our next corner here? Our number three corner.
0: You know, I do because he's one of two Centennial League representatives here. There's a little bit of a spoiler. If you know, you know, but this number three guy out of Cherry Creek High School is none other than keon johnston here the 5'9, five, 5'10, five, 100 and uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ranges depending on where you look but i think he's probably in that 160 ish range honestly having watched his film when he's playing and so yeah let's go ahead and talk about him here he's somebody who kind of has been on our radar since the beginning of the season and definitely caught our attention at the first matchup against Ralston Valley here. And for Keon, there's just a lot of things that he does really, really well. I am a huge, huge fan of his man coverage and his positioning. And his weight, I mean, look, he, he's bullying receivers that are bigger than him weight-wise just because he understands positioning so, so well. And he is also, you know, a great athlete. I think that some of the top ratings that I have for him are his man to man. I have it at 8.7. He's the most relentless man coverer on this list, I would say. And he's annoying, honestly. If I was a receiver, I would be doing that like LeBron reaction when Kawhi clocks in, when Keon clocks into the game and goes on my side of the field. I think that both positionally and locationally on the field, he forces receivers into tough positions, be it through, like I said, that very tight coverage, or he does a great job of riding routes to the boundary and using that 12th defender, the sideline on his side. He just has such a great knowledge and understanding of the field, how to guide people towards that direction, and being a solid athlete with speed of 8.4 and hip mobility of 8.5 5 And footwork of 8-2, you know, he's just very fundamentally sound, and he's going to be able to move with you no matter which direction you go, no matter what route you're running. I mean, he's able to combat some of those routes that do put corners for loops, like those stop-and-goes, like those stick-and-nods, like those whip routes, and, you know, just of the sort there, because he's just very, very disciplined, and, yeah, you can't shake him off super well. I think that between that and, you know... Just his ability to follow receivers across the field is really good. But when he is asked to stay at home and stay pat in that zone, he does a great job of passing that out. And I think that he plays with, you know, solid know-how of the game. I mean, you could look at the first play on his film. Granted, it's against a team that runs two pass plays. But, I mean, he goes all the way across the field and makes an interception and he makes a a good play on the ball so he also has decent ball skills and all in all I mean there's just not a lot to dislike here about Keon but before we talk about areas of concern or improvement I should say I do want to pass the mic back to coach V here and uh hear you kind of echo some of my sentiment here
1: yeah, no, for sure. Was really impressed at that Ralston Valley game. And they got some receivers out there. Also got to watch him play uh second time against Ralston Valley in the playoffs. And I believe he got a pick in that one, which really impressed me. I mean, he's somebody that straight up could go step for step with a lot of shifty receivers, a lot of fast receivers. And obviously, I mean, I feel like that goes without saying. That's what you want out of your corners. But, you know, there is a little bit of some nuance there like it does help having a guy that could go step for step from a psychological standpoint rather than just bullying you towards the sideline you know and being a bigger body it is there is something to be said about someone who's right there in your face all the time ready for you to mess up and ready to get a turnover so there you go there
0: no for sure and you know transitioning a bit more to things that i want to see improved in Keon's game, I think that the one that jumps off the page probably the most is his strength/slash tackling. He's not a great tackler. I mean, he can, you know, he does conservatively tackle, I would say. So he's not gonna get like his ankle snatch or anything. It's just like he doesn't really move people that are blocking him. He doesn't consistently tackle at the correct level. And I just don't think that he really has a level of physicality to really flatten someone. And that's probably something to be maybe a little expected at his frame. But I do think that his frame can grow in size and he doesn't lose the traits that make him special as a player. And then in turn, hopefully improve his tackling. I will also say, you know, verticality, he can get up there. I have it rated at a 7.9, which is not bad. It's just not, you know... I mean, he's he's 5'10", so maybe it's to be expected that the verticality isn't top, top-notch. And then his anticipation, I think, is just a little inconsistent. I feel like he can, I don't think he quite has like that sixth sense that other corners have, knowing what's happening without looking at it. Uh, but he does react accordingly, and I think that he still reacts well. I mean, 7.9, he's knocking on that three-star door, and I mean, maybe just a little bit more of film watching and kind of learning on that back end would just help out a little bit more just watching a little bit more so you add all that up combined with his eight in ball skills his eight in zone coverage and i have keon sitting comfortably at an 81.3 coach v why don't you tell us the rest of your grades your final grade and then talk about some of his offers that we have on this sheet here
1: yeah i'll go down the line with my grades here just real quick 8.5 8.5 hit mobility, 8.6 speed, 8 verticality, seventh, uh, seven in strength and tackling, which honestly, like you said, is not that bad considering his frame. 8.3 footwork, 8.2 anticipation. It is about average. Consistency is it plays a big role in that honestly. 8.6 in ball skills, 8.6 in man-to-man. 8 in zone and 8.1 in leverage for an overall grade of 81.9. So it is pretty close here. You know, he is pretty solidly well-rounded, I would say, here. Um, now, as far as next-level stuff goes, Cody, I, I believe he only has D2 interest at this point, right?
0: That is correct. Correct. So, yeah, so his offers go on. Yeah,
1: no, go on. Uh, His
0: offers here. I'm like, for those who don't know, we record this over Skype, so we lose a little bit on the uh, face to face reading and whatnot. But regardless, here, what Keon and recruits are losing out on is his talents. I mean, CCU Pueblo, Fort Lewis, Nebraska Kearney, Northern State. Where is do you know where Northern State is, Simon?
1: Pretty sure it's Minnesota, but I could be wrong.
0: So, you know, that's kind of the what people think his caliber is. He is being viewed as a D2 guy, which I think that he could come in and start sooner on a D2. I think that there's success to be found on a D2, and I think that he's closer to getting snaps D2 than he is to getting snaps D1. But I just, when I look at what Keon is, I mean, this guy is... I think 10 pounds away from really being just an absolute problem for opposing wide receivers because of his relentlessness, because of his attentiveness to, you know, and he's, he's not hard to, he's not going to be fooled. And that's really important when you're a cornerback here, especially, you know, route runners are going to get more creative, the higher up you go. And I'm not worried about Keon adapting to those kind of players here. And I think that we've seen players of his caliber go to the FCS level and find success. And so I think that a lot of people do get scared away by the frame. And I I can get it. But I mean, when technically speaking, you're as polished as Keon is, I think that there's room for you on an FCS roster.
1: I, I, I don't necessarily disagree there. But I do understand the whole frame thing. I mean, look, there there's many freak, freak receivers out there who are increasingly so in that six three, six five, six six range, and I I try to imagine Keon going up against something like that, and I don't think he has. Let me think here real quick. Yeah. No, I don't think he has. I, I mean, there's no reason for him to go up against those tight ends, especially in Cherry Creek system because of, you know, guys like Angelo Petridis, Logan Brantley before Aiden Kanapke over there. You know, you got other guys who usually handle that. So I am just kind of thinking about, you know, him going up against those matchups and obviously, you know, size isn't everything. But if you're going to have to make a bet on a corner, you'd rather make a smarter or at least on paper a better looking bet than than a bad one, you know, and just kind of gamble it away, uh, especially when there are so many corners out there nowadays, especially who are a little bit bigger, you know, and have a little bit bigger of a frame. And really the only way for you to find out if Keon Johnston has that dog in him and can dog those guys, if you take it is if you take a chance on him right which i think there are some teams that you know can use a guy like him who's quicker they could put him at nickel or whatever against quicker dudes if they really wanted to or if they want that speed advantage they could do that as well you know and i think he could fit in pretty well i don't like not see him being able to fit in on the FCS level but at the frame he's at right now especially with the way the game's going you just have bigger athletes I kind of feel like he is definitely a little bit more so- uh, sorted suited for the D2 level at this point um and there's just not much you could do about your height I'm not as worried about like you know his frame Like his weight per se. But just more so the height than anything in my honest opinion. Um, And that's just kind of the way it is with college football. You know. He has the skills. But I mean in game it just comes down to competing. And really challenging those big guys. And really giving those guys like a million fits. Like they can't have like a huge play on you period. Or they'll just get somebody else who matches up better. Who may not be an all around better corner. But situationally could be a better corner does is that fair to say cody i feel like it's a little harsher, especially coming from someone who is not that tall but that's just kind of the reality of it uh how i see it at least
0: no that's 100 percent accurate and i mean that's what we do we tell it like it is and yeah it is a concern and i don't yeah like a six foot four wide receiver that's more polished from somewhere else that's not colorado that's going to be quite the challenge so i think that like i said gonna see snaps sooner better more efficiently on the d2 level maybe a, it would be a flyer on the fcs level i think is a good way to put it for our number three corner so
1: yeah no for sure
0: i think that you want to talk about and introduce this number two guy though
1: yeah no i definitely will this is somebody who. Oh, my God. I think I might have watched him since his freshman year. And I think I did a film breakdown of him his freshman year. And that is our number two corner in the class of 2024, Pine Creek's very own Ramon Pacheco. The five eleven 170-pound corner. You know, speaking of undersized corner, he's been undersized, you know, and this is a guy that I originally thought would be receiver, a receiver, but then switched over to corner. And then this last year played both. And, you know, I just love his game all around. And let me talk about why I love it. So let me go down the line to talk about his highest grades. I gave him an 8.7 for hit mobility, 8.6 for speed, 8.6 for footwork, and another 8.6 for man-to-man here. Um, let me talk about the athleticism first here. So, hit mobility, speed, and footwork. Talking about somebody who is annoying and could stick with you and go step-for-step step all the way through, this is probably the corner I've watched the most out of all the guys you know, on this top five list. And then probably in general, actually, uh, since we've done this, who will just straight up go man to man, you know, and they're on an island and they know that and they go man to man and that's that, you know, and he has done that so many times and he has won so many of those matches because he is just more agile. He does have really good recovery speed. You know, the footwork is extremely precise. I've got to seen him uh, work out You know, at our local parks down here in the Springs a couple of times here. And he puts in so much work on that footwork. And, you know, it translates really well into the game. It's extremely rare. Actually, I don't even think I've ever seen him live get turned around in a game like that. You know, he just doesn't get routed up like that. He just doesn't. You know, because of how well uh, or how good his footwork is and how well he's able to keep up with so many quick receivers, especially the bigger ones. It's the bigger receivers that he will thrive against the most because even though he's kind of a small, he is a smaller corner, you know, he doesn't get bullied off his line either. Like, he's going to hold down the line, he's going to stick with him, you know, and he's just going to be sticky, straight up, and he's going to be really annoying, he's going to, like, throw a limb in there, he is going to be in your face all throughout the route, you know, from the release to the end, and he finishes plays for sure and that's very apparent in his ball skills which I gave him an 8.5 and you know he led the state in interceptions just last year as a junior this year obviously had missed a game or two and teams you know got a little bit smarter but still got a good number of interceptions and I believe he's actually the all-time interception leader in Pine Creek history and knowing the guys they've got there um many safeties corners it's big time like that is that's that's truly incredible for him to do that. And it's because he's legit as far as a man to man goes. He's going to be there. You know, he's going to be there and he's going to wait for you to make a mistake because he, he's not going to make a mistake. He's just not. And if there's any mistakes he does make, it's just because he's not as big as he could be. And I mean, he can't really handle that. But everything else, like he's there. Like I really I'm like trying to think about all the live games I've seen and like I said, we've watched him since his freshman year and I just can't think of a time He got burnt. And this is the same guy who went up against the likes of Vista Ridge's B.B. Hills and all them. And he did a good job against B.B. who's playing for Washington State, who's a speedster and whatnot. And obviously the rest of those Vista Ridge receivers. So, I mean, got to see him play so many good receivers, receivers who have made our top five list. And I am pretty confident in saying that he's won a good at least 80% of those matchups, if not 100%. Of those matchups which I mean that's probably what he would say but obviously that's from his personal opinion so there you go there I don't want to take up too much I feel like I already did but Cody what do you think about Ramon Pacheco I'm going to take my bias away being from Colorado Springs here and let you take it away talking about the Pine Creek star here
0: I mean he still scored fantastic on my scale here at a total of 81 and I think that The first thing that's noticeable is he's a dynamite athlete who uses his wide receiver experience, knowledge, and skills to manipulate QBs and wide receivers into great looks for him as a corner. I think that he plays the ball really, really well, and he consistently baits quarterbacks into bad decisions with fantastic breaking speed and intensity to match. So when considering that, obviously, hip mobility is up there at an 8.5, speed at an 8.4, ball skills at an 8.4, But I also think that his anticipation is the strongest in this class. I have it graded at an 8.5. He sees the interception before other people see the interception, honestly. And he knows what that wide receiver is doing. And I think that that has a lot to do with that. He's the guy out of these five that plays both ways the most. And it definitely plays in his favor when he's matching up and he sees these different routes and He runs these different routes and he knows what they're trying to sell. He knows that he's not buying it either. I think that in addition to that, his footwork is pristine. I actually have it graded as the best footwork in this class. I think that his base is consistently the size that it needs to be for his change of direction. I think that it's not too wide. It's not too narrow. It's consistent. His feet very rarely, if ever, cross over themselves And if they do, it's so seamless that it doesn't cause, like Coach V said, a turnaround that's really dramatic and, you know, causing panic and setting off alarms and whatnot. I definitely think that his speed also has a little something to do with that. And then his man-to-man, I also have gridded at 8.4. Look, his highest grades are all really high here. Like I said, hip mobility, footwork, anticipation, all 8.5s, and then 8.4s in speed, ball skills, and man-to-man. I just think that he's really, really hard to shake in huge part due to, you know, his abilities as a wide receiver and his ball skills as a wide receiver too. He's somebody who can really just make great plays and yeah, he doesn't bite. I also want to just mention that his zone coverage skills maybe aren't as menacing as some other guys on this list. And he's not covering multi, he's not wiping out multiple receivers as once at once, but because of his anticipation, his instincts, mobility, yada, 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 it's at an eight still just because he can play so many routes at the same time or explode in their direction. And then I think that his leverage is also pretty good here. I have it graded at an eight, maybe because he doesn't have like the body to leverage people the same way. But I still think that his knowledge of the game and his athleticism allows him to still maintain fantastic leverage against opposing receivers, just not on, you know, the highest highest level but I still think that it's very very good so I mean that's 8 out of the 10 categories and an 8 out of 10 or above which obviously he's still over an 80 but maybe what are some things that I'm not as sold on here some areas of improvement and you know I do want to kind of preface these by saying that he does show capability in these realms like his lowest grade here is verticality Now, I do know that he can get up. There's a video of him dunking. He has the springs, but, you know, I think that his verticality is mainly used just to kind of pat passes down, and a lot of his, I'd I'd say, strength as a cornerback is with feet on the floor, if that makes sense, and then using, like, leaps and whatnot to break up passes rather than climbing a ladder and breaking up passes. So I just haven't seen that to the fullest extent so that's why it is graded here at a 6 seven and I mean he is 511 which is like fine honestly it's not the shortest on this list and it's not that much shorter than some of the other guys but you know that 511 is probably a little bit more of a 510 um, and then strength slash tackling wise here's the crazy thing it's his second lowest grade. But oddly enough, it's the third highest rated in this top five out of 7.6. Not because he's really strong, but his tackling is the most sound on this list. He consistently wraps up at the hips and drives through the tackle. And he doesn't stop at the contact. He goes through, he's tackling at the right pad level constantly. And in addition to that, I think that he has shown the ability to get receivers who are trying to block him off of him. I think that his hands are fine, and he could do a good enough job at getting past those wide receiver blockers. I would just be a little bit more concerned if you know a tackle was making their way out there for a tunnel screen of some kind to block Ramon. And so I think that he does a ton of things well. Obviously, like I said, total grade of an 81, and he may be one of the most underrated prospects in the state at 80 position.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know me, I'm biased, (laughs) but yeah, no, he definitely is underrated. Uh, I do want to echo some of those things that he could work on verticality 7.4. He could get up there. I'm just not, I don't know. I'm I'm not sold like you that he's going to like just moss somebody on a fade route or something crazy. Like, like he'll, he'll contest it for sure. You know, so I'm not as worried about that. Um, and some of that verticality, like I'm, I I think I'm factoring in strength, which is also a little bit lower. It's at 7.2, but for me, uh, just like for you, Cody, he's the second best uh, at strength and tackling, at least on this top five list here. He's a very willing tackler. I've seen him contribute a lot to the run-stopping game, and he's been a big deal when it comes down to that, and so absolutely love seeing that there. But, you know, he could definitely get stronger, though. He could probably put on 15, 20 pounds And I would be very satisfied with where he is at um, playing at, you know, up just a little bit more, just a little bit stronger here. And I think that could go a real long way there. But altogether, I mean, look... I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little off record here, right? I'm gonna go a little off the rubric here. As far as intangibles go, man, this kid's a leader. He's someone who works extremely hard. Ever since he was a freshman, I in my opinion, he was somebody who led that locker room ever since he was a freshman. Even when there were some dudes who were like, Oh, look at this little tryhard over here, or some guys who may not have respected his grind early on. He's always been like this. You know, he's always been a tough worker, a hard worker, someone who's willing to grind it out, who loves the process, who loves the game of football, and he brings a certain attitude to your locker room that you love to have on the defensive side of the football. And so for me personally, and I think this comparison might be a little interesting to some but i see a lot of the honey badger tyron matthew maybe not as hard of a hitter but as far as the versatility goes man to man he's there zone i know he could play it you know he just wasn't asked to do it a whole lot um and i think he could play it really well especially with his hard working mentality over there but i really see a lot of tyron matthew who's you know undersized but he's going to contribute a lot to your program from an attitude standpoint from a skills standpoint. And he could really be a Swiss Army knife for you. Also on top of that a great special teamer as well. Against um, a number of teams. Fountain for Carson this last season. Is just the one that I'm thinking about right now. But he had a couple great returns. That really put Pine Creek in an excellent position to score. And it's because he saw the field well. And he has really good speed and agility in these dangers. And so that type of field flipping ability... And being just so willing to, you know, get on the field. Just go play football on special teams and on defense. I think that goes a long way with, you know, how early... He's going to get on to the football field. And Cody, I mean, we might as well get into our outlook here. I will say this, though, by the way. uh, Gave him an 82.6 overall grade. That's actually tied with our number one guy, which we'll talk about later. But that's just me personally. But anyways, uh, as far as outlook goes, he has all D2 interest. I am pretty positive at this point. And it sounds like it'll be all D2s here uh, right now. But who knows? Isn't that right, Cody?
0: Yeah, lots of RMAC interest here. The ones that I could find that were official were Fort Lewis and Chatterin. But he might have ones from Black Hill State and Western as well.
1: It's interesting. CSU Pueblo hasn't gotten in there yet. But, no, I got you. I got you. Yeah. And I think he could definitely, like Keon Johnston, right? He's a little undersized, so I get the concern there. He could definitely play D2. But I feel confident that if he was given an opportunity, doesn't even have to be a scholarship opportunity, to go compete on the D1 level, let's say FCS, you know, just to start there, I think he could do it. I think he's somebody who, I mean, just thinking about Northern Colorado, the only FCS in Colorado, I think he could go onto that roster And compete and earn himself a scholarship pretty quickly. Even though he doesn't fit the build of your typical UNC corner that they've been recruiting the last two years. Cody, what do you think about that? Is that fair to say?
0: I think he's a lot closer to a frame that you're looking. I know that it seems like it's not a big gap, but it really is. And I think that his athleticism does scream D1. I think that his athleticism is that good i think that his overall speed and just every all of his movement is very d1 honestly and uh he could definitely i think be a huge like puzzle piece on in rotational situations on the fcs level and make some great plays honestly and i mean at the end of the day you're looking for playmakers here and ramon is that his ball skills are rated as the highest here he's somebody that speed and agility wise can also do some serious work for you on special teams and he's somebody that you know i think could really help out the only concern i would have a little bit here is the time that he missed this past season and you know that's i think a risk that you're looking at here with his frame looking at that D1 level. And even on the next level, I mean, it wasn't a ton of time. It was like two games, I want to say. But it was still time missed. And I would, as a scout and recruiter, wonder if that's going to become something that is a bit of an issue heading forward. But I do think that his athleticism and overall speed and ability should make you at least pondering.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I, I would say at the very least, I mean, he's worth a look, right? He's definitely worth a look. I mean, you kind of know what to expect. He's undersized for sure. You can't fix that, right? But, uh, I mean, the ability's there, and he's going to work hard. I mean, everyone's going to work hard. Well, most people is going to work hard. But, you know, his his level of work ethic is, is definitely a little bit of a different level there. There's some nuance to that for sure. And so we'll just have to see. But regardless, rooting for him—I mean, I love uh, watching him play these last couple of years. He plays with such a great attitude over there. You know, takes a lot of pride in that position, at corner, and that kind of attitude is really something that you want from your starting level corners, whether it's college, pros, whatever. I mean, you want a corner that's confident, right? But it's also level-headed enough to be like, okay, let me, let me, let me be smart here, right? And uh, have you know, a little bit of that nuance there in their in their personality. So there you go there. But uh, Cody, do you have anything else to add before we talk about honorable mentions and then our number one corner in this class?
0: No, I'm, I'm set talking about Ramon. He's awesome.
1: Yes. All right. Now let's go ahead and talk about honorable mentions here. Obviously, a lot of corners to look at. Um, a lot of them, I will say this. I'm just going to say this. Just did not have the film. Like, it's hard to look at cornerback film as is. I mean, we're not going to watch a whole game because there's too many teams that run the ball in this state. So there's just not reps for us to properly evaluate them at, which makes things really difficult. And so looking at the highlights at least kind of gives us a baseline here. And then going at specific games where they really played uh, well, you know, that's that's kind of what we do at corner if we don't get to watch them live and there's so many right so off the bat the ones who didn't have a whole ton of film jimmy weir from uh palmer ridge who probably would have made this list so there you go there will rosenmeyer from rock canyon who's going to north dakota state we kind of know what he's been able to do but the film was just all over the place there Jace Hines from Fairview. I think he wants to play more receiver than anything. So there you go there. Cameron Harris from Vista Peak in the same boat. Jackson Kwame from Brighton who's going to UNC as a corner, in that same boat as well. Some other guys who did have film that we were able to look at but didn't quite make it. Preston Terranova of Erie. Dagan Myers of Chatfield. Bryson Dirks and Cash Weber of Holyoke there. Uh, Amani Vegas of Denver South. And Wesley Wright of Vista Ridge here uh, just quite didn't quite make it. Oh, and sorry, Justice was sending Sterling Cook as well. Just didn't quite make it, you know. I mean, we're grading a lot harder this year, but, you know, it is what it is. Cody, is there anything else you want to add on to our honorable mentions list here? Any comments or notes? No.
0: I think I'm ready to talk about the number one corner in this state if that's all right with you.
1: Yeah, go ahead. Go for it. (laughs)
0: Um, Actually, before I say that, I will say that Bryson Dirks was probably the best chance that a 1A player has had to make this list, in particular at the cornerback position. So shout out Bryson Dirks. But On to our number one corner and another member of the Centennial League here, Corey Jackson out of Eagle Crest here, standing in at about 6'1", 175 pounds. Maybe even 6'2", honestly, seems a little bit taller. He is awesome. I mean, he's somebody who I think gets leverage and makes it so hard to get open looks. I mean, I will say, you know, it's kind of a a two-way street because I do think that his, like, ball skills kind of suffer from how much he just wants to dominate somebody whenever he's in man coverage. But, you know, that is, you know, something that is fun to watch. I think that his leverage is awesome. But, you know, I do think that his zone coverage is arguably even better than his man-to-man. And his man-to-man is graded at an 8.4, but his zone is at an 8.5 because his ability to take away multiple routes on any given play with his speed, agility, and knowledge is wild. I mean, there's multiple plays where he's playing zone, and there's two, maybe even three receivers in the area, and the quarterback is too afraid to throw it because Corey does make plays on those kind of passes, He has that quick backpedal, and he has that reach to knock a ball away if the ball's attempted to throw behind him. He has that ability to change direction. He has that ability to break on passes underneath and at least hit them hard, honestly. And yeah, I think that his anticipation as well shows that sixth sense. (coughs) Sixth sense. There we go. And his awareness of the play and everything that is going on just shows a high level of knowledge. And Good ball knowledge here and so you know once again his hip mobility and his zone coverage are the highest grades here at an 8.6 and an 8.5 respectively but then he's just littered with 8.4s because i think that he does all of these things consistently i think that he does all of them great and i think that this does cause problems for opposing play callers in his speed his anticipation his man-to-man his leverage i have an 8.4 for all of those and i just think that overall He's kind of a nightmare to try and target. And he's somebody who, I mean, we saw from the junior to senior year was just not thrown his direction. I mean, really, the amount of snaps and reps that are heading Corey's way went way, way down from his junior to senior year. And it's no wonder why when he's able to do all of these things so well. But before I talk about areas of improvement, Coach V, what else do you have to say about Corey? I don't want to take away everything, but I mean, he feels and looks like the real deal.
1: Yeah, no, he definitely is. And, you know, I do want to shout out. Ryan Wesley, Coach West, the Prep Red Zone, slash we in that mode. We talked about Corey Jackson quite a bit here. And, you know, this was something that West told me. He said that he felt like out of all the corners in the state of Colorado, Corey is probably the best. And he also said he's probably the guy that can play for Coach Prime CU, like right now, and go be a good contributor for them. And, you know, I agree, 6'1", 175, my highest grades for him was his hip mobility and his leverage here. The mobility part was the real interesting part because he just has such smooth hips, you know. It allows him to have great agility, make a lot of different plays all over the field, really bait quarterbacks as well while being able to just be sticky to receivers and be able to follow them all over the field in a very seamless way and then you got the leverage at 8.6 here uses his frame pretty well not the biggest frame At 6'1", 175. But still, you know, definitely bigger than, I guess, your average guy out there. And, you know, I really like how he uses those boundaries. And, you know, he's a very smart cornerback out there. He's going to go ahead and use a lot of those things to his advantage. And give receivers fits. Whether it's in man or in zone. I think he's a little bit better in zone, in my opinion. I gave him an 8.4 compared to the 8.3 in man. Um, But you know he's he's definitely somebody that's gonna fit a lot of systems uh, especially the system he's committed to on the next level just because of his ability to have great hips you know be very agile and then also be smart enough to use his leverage in the correct way and not only forcing completions but turnovers which matters at corner um and then also 8.5 footwork as well really loved his footwork there just wanted to make that note But, uh, yeah, so there you go there. That's Corey Jackson. I mean, love his game. Cody, do you mind if I talk about maybe the one area of improvement I have for him here? I guess I have two, actually.
0: Yeah, go for it.
1: So, gave him a 7.7 for strength and tackling. Comparatively to this top five list, it's actually the highest. But I think he could get stronger. I think he could get a lot stronger, and tackling-wise, it's not as good as Ramon Pacheco. I think he actually tackles a little bit higher, and Cody, I know you agree on that there, but I would love for him to get stronger, really fill into that build, and I think he can without losing a step, and then the other thing I really would like to see him improve on is his ball skills. I mean, I gave him an 8, I think... There are times it looks like he's going to make an amazing catch here. But, you know, it, it's a drop and it's fine. He plays corner, but we'd we'll love to see a lot more of those deflections convert into turnovers straight up. And so we'd we'll just love to see him continue to work on those hands there catching from different angles and just converting you know those plays into turnovers turnovers do matter and you know especially on the level that he's gonna play at which is such a tough level you know that's (laughs) i mean it's you you need those swings in those games you just do need those swings in those games and so he already puts himself in a great position to make those plays he just needs to finish him is that fair to say cody
0: No, I agree 100%. Honestly, you and I are on the same page here on both of these. His ball skills, honestly, I was even a little disappointed. I had him graded at a 7.8 for ball skills because he leaves interceptions on the field. I get it. I get it. I get it. He's a cornerback. But there's not only does he leave interceptions on the field, I think he leaves pick sixes on the field. And that is inexcusable. I think that there's some easier interceptions he makes. And I think that if he could just work on his catching a little bit, because he breaks on the ball well, which is why it is still a 7.8. But if he can just catch it a little bit better, I mean, there's a pretty substantial difference in the caliber of player that he is. If he makes some, if he comes down with some of these interceptions and to capitalize off of, you know, his verticality that I think is solid, like, verticality is cool for breaking up passes but it's even cooler when you can actually bring them down and force a turnover so that is my biggest gripe with his game and then his strength slash tackling 7.9 he just tackles way too damn high way too often honestly um and he struggles finishing tackles and if it weren't for his ability to really rock receivers when they go to catch it and forcing incompletions that score would be a lot lower so I do think that those two and those two things, I mean, I feel like, I don't know, they kind of feel like they could be solved with just like a little bit more effort, honestly. Um, And I don't know if it was something that became a product of not being targeted as much, but you got to bring a higher motor here if you're Corey Jackson. And that's going to be the difference between you being, you know, a college football player that went to college. For football and just kind of coasted along or being someone who I think can truly be great at your position and really push and make a huge impact in the big sky conference that does have some great receivers that you're going to have to, you can't take plays off in this conference, especially UNCO. I mean, this is a program that is looking to become relevant and you're just not going to do that without a higher motor. And so Those are my big complaints here. And honestly, I kind of spoiled the next segment here a little bit with commitment. And I'm already talking Outlook, honestly. He's committed to the University of Northern Colorado. That was recent. I think it's a great pickup. But I do think that these coaches are going to have to do some work here to get the most and maximize his potential here for Corey Jackson and make him be, you know, he's, he's a good player right now. But I think... He has everything he needs to be great. He just needs to lock in a little bit. Coach V, do you see where I'm coming? Like, do you see what I see on how these can just be solved by just like a little bit more effort as far as like finishing tackles and just doing things a little bit more the right way, watching the ball all the way into your hands and then securing that interception. I mean, I don't know. I am I tweaking here?
1: No, because I definitely see. Also,
0: your thoughts on the commitment and outlook?
1: Yeah. Well, no, because I definitely see it as well. I think they're just... I don't know. I think maybe some of it is because he puts himself in such a great position to make those big-time plays and make those turnovers, and then he just doesn't make them, right? And so maybe that is just a skill thing. I don't know as much about effort or attitude, honestly, not knowing the guy personally like that, but, you know... It could just be a skill thing, like he he just can't finish those plays, but he could put himself in those positions to make it, which, you know, is arguably a little frustrating because you look at some of the other northern Colorado corners that they've recruited and other corners who actually made the same list last year in a Braylon Warren and a Kamara Owens. Those guys were extremely aggressive dudes. A lot of, you know, how should I say this? Definitely a lot of of motor there a lot of effort there but just didn't quite have the skills either. definitely didn't have the skills to uh you know put themselves in position to make some of these turnovers you know and even then their hands weren't as great either which is fine you know because they play corner but obviously you'd love to have those and so for Corey here I really think you're just a I, I mean you're just a couple focus plays away from looking really really good and I think on the next level he will make some of those plays and I'm biased because I'm a Northern Colorado alum but I love that we were able to get him I think he's one of the best signees of this, earning, of this early signing class here just from a couple of days ago I think he really fits the bill with Kamari Owens with Braylon Warren with KJ Smedley as well over there some longer corners who are going to be physical who are gonna stick to guys you know and cause a lot of issues up front and you know potentially allow us to play a little bit of a different style of defensive football over there and you know in the big sky which is the best fcs conference out there you're gonna need a good secondary and i think adding a guy like Corey jackson we are potentially honestly adding an all-conference guy straight up Um, I think that's the potential he has. Now conference guy, even a potential, you know, maybe NFL prospect if he really pans out here. But he has to pan out, right? And so I like his floor, and I want to say I like his ceiling, but, you know, it's just kind of one of those things. But we'll just have to see how much he really develops in that area. Is that fair to say, Cody?
0: Oh, absolutely. I think we could be looking back at, Corey Jackson as a huge steal and potentially has somebody who, you know, if he has a great season might transfer up and become a potential power five guy. Honestly, I think that his ceiling is that high. And so you saying NFL prospect, I don't think that sounds, I don't think that's a egregious thing to say. I think that that's completely fair, but he's going to have to lock in and really refine some of these finer points here and become him. And I think that he's going to have opportunities to do that even sooner than later here for Unco, And I would love for him to help turn this program around and become everything that I think he can be.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. So there you go there. But even then, I do think he's more refined than even Braylon Warren and Kamari Owens of last year, I would say. I think that's pretty fair to say. So, you know, the wait time might be less. We'll see. But... Either way, extremely excited, extremely, oh, my gosh, I guess hopeful for the future and looking forward to seeing him play, you know, and Greeley on those Saturdays. And I know you probably are as well, Cody. Yes. So, with that being That's, said, uh, not too much more to say here, but just going to go down the line. As a review, our number five corner in the class of 2024 is Golden's Mason Labrie. Number four is Reach's Jesuit's Lawson Douglas. Number three is Cherry Creek's Keon Johnston. Number two is Pine Creek's Ramon Pacheco. And number one is Eagle Crest's Corey Jackson, the Unco Commits. So there you go there. That's our top five class of 2024 corners here. A good group, right, Cody? or a pretty solid Yeah, no,
0: it was fun getting these five lined up and evaluated here and watching the other... I mean, we watched a lot of corner. Corner and wide receiver is always a good one for us. Um, So, but yeah, uh, with that being said, that's going to do it for this edition of Playmakers Corner. And uh, we're actually going to catch me doing my B-Real while recording this episode. So... Shout out there and uh, shout out Simon for leaving this in, hopefully. But regardless, there's other social medias in the world, obviously, and there's ones that you could find Playmakers Corner on, such as Instagram, Twitter slash X, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. We got a page on all those. We're at Playmakers Corner on Instagram, as well as TikTok, where we will have reels and highlights of these players here and you know a snippet to watch. And we also have highlights from games that we attended as well and just all kinds of fun content on there. Instagram, we post the episode covers as well as a ton of updates to our stories and whatnot and stuff like that. So be sure to follow us on there. Follow us on Twitter slash X as well at Playmaker Corner. That's a great place to see us retweet a lot of these highlights of these guys and talk about them on there as well. I'm sure you're gonna see a rare Coach V tweet when we have this episode posted with uh ramon pacheco and whatnot so be sure to be on the lookout there and then we are posting these episodes in their entirety to youtube on playmakers corner there so make sure to subscribe to that or spotify apple Podcasts, google podcasts basically anywhere you listen to podcasts we're on there turn on those notifications, follow us, subscribe, whatever they call it on the platform so that you know when new episodes come out and where to find them and continue to stay tuned as we continue to work through this top five process. If you were a top five player, be sure to reach out to us on those socials because you are invited onto the show automatically for an interview so we can kind of pick your brain, see where you're heading, see how you got here and, you know, let the audience kind of peep the style and the methods here of being one of the best players at your position, whether that be in the state or how else. So, but all of that being said, I have been one of your co-hosts, Cody Stoffer,
1: And I've been the other one, Coach V.
0: And we're out.